Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Those politicians and commentators in countries such as my own who oppose a ceasefire, who therefore support Israel's onslaught against Gaza, which they must know will end in the deaths of tens of thousands of innocent people, they are suddenly in a grimly triumphant mood. They are, many of them, deep down aware of the moral obscenity that they are cheering on. They are aware of the approaching 10,000 Palestinians who've been killed in less than a month, including 3,760 children, more than the total annual number of children killed in all conflicts in the last five years. In the space of a month, a death toll that will stand around quarter of the total civilian death toll in the Bosnian War of the 1990s, which took place over three years. And bear in mind, Bosnia had twice the pre-war population of Gaza. They know that the claims Israel is circulating, that they're avoiding targeting civilians, are an absurd and frankly disgusting nonsense, belied by what Israel's leaders themselves are saying in public, which I'll come on to. But suffice it to say, they could hardly be less subtle unless Benjamin Netanyahu himself appeared on international television with a neon sign attached to his head inscribed with, we are committing war crimes against innocent people. They are aware of the schools, the, the hospitals, the refugee camps being bombed, the countless aid workers, UN officials and journalists who've been killed, the entire generations of families wiped from the face of the earth, the collapse of the healthcare system, the lack of clean water and food, the fact that Gaza is in short being turned into a killing field, a mass grave, and we are only in the first few weeks of what could be many, many months to come. The eventual death toll from both direct violence and the collapse of the healthcare system, lack of essentials, the spread of illness, I don't even want to think about it, frankly. It is too terrifying to even contemplate. But mark my words, we it will be pinned on those who cheered this atrocity on. Now, deep down, they are aware, as I say, of the obscenity that they are cheering on. So they spend time, some of them, scouring through social media to try and find this or that extremist attaching themselves to the Palestinian cause so they can tile the whole movement and claim that the real morally bankrupt extremists are those who oppose the mass slaughter of children rather than those who support what is, in practice, the mass slaughter of innocent people, including so many kids. Or, in the latest case, their lifeline, they think, has been presented to them is a television interview involving a Hamas official. Now, a decade ago, Ghazi Hamad was Hamas's deputy foreign minister and he remains on its political bureau. And in this interview, he says Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country, calls it a terminal threat to the Arab nation, says Israel must be taught a lesson that the atrocities Hamas committed on the 7th of October will be repeated a second, a third, or fourth time. Blood-curdling stuff, bearing in mind that on the 7th of October, Hamas committed terrible crimes against humanity. No question about that whatsoever. Which is what the murder of innocent civilians and the kidnap of innocent civilians constitutes, for which there is absolutely no defence of any description. So the video that has been shared of this interview all over social media by supporters of this massive atrocity taking place is used to explain why they have no choice but to back a military onslaught causing, I repeat, death on a mass scale every single day. Day. Now, firstly, those taking this position are clearly and unambiguously saying that Palestinian life either matters very little or not meaningfully 
at all. Let me explain. On the 7th of October, 1,200 Israelis were killed, at least 1,000 of them civilians. That is very correctly understood as an intolerable death toll. The idea that another 1,000 Israeli civilians could be murdered is rightly considered absolutely and completely unacceptable and intolerable. This does not apply to Palestinian life. Self-evidently, doesn't apply to Palestinian life. Around 10 times as many Palestinians have now been killed as those Israelis who were so brutally killed on the 7th of October. 10 times the death toll, which was quite correctly seen as intolerably high, with no limit to that death toll in sight. Now, so, so we are rightly being asked to give value to Israeli civilian life, as we should, that even one more Israeli civilian death would be a moral outrage, but we can keep endlessly piling up the bodies of Palestinians, including children, toddlers, newborn babies who are being handed their death certificates before their birth certificates, with defenders of this atrocity refusing to say just how many Palestinian lives they're willing to sacrifice. 10,000 is more than fine, apparently. What is it? 20,000? 50,000? 100,000? Now, nobody thinks, and we should just be clear, that a ceasefire now would trigger Hamas suddenly marching back over the border to repeat the atrocities they committed. That is clearly impossible. But the idea, therefore being presented, is that they would use the ceasefire to prepare themselves to do it all over again. Now, we must emphasise, and it cannot be forgotten, that 7th of October was in large part a story of Israeli security failure, which quite understandably has caused massive uproar in Israeli society. Are we really expected to believe that the Israeli state is going to leave its southern communities undefended against a repeat attempt? Hamas by, was by all accounts completely taken by surprise because they didn't expect to get anywhere near as far as they did because of the weak Israeli defences on offer. Whatever happens, I think we know and can take for granted there's going to be a massive permanent Israeli armed presence in the south with an endless amount of other security measures. So we are being asked, and would you just be honest about it? That is the truth. We're being asked to endlessly sacrifice Palestinian lives for the repeat of an eventuality which, frankly, is going to be rendered completely impractical. Indeed, this is the other point, an absolute key point. The diabolical rhetoric of this Hamas official is being used as evidence, quite rightly, of mass murderous intent. And it is being used to say, to underline, that Hamas intends or seeks to destroy Israel. Let's be blunt here. Hamas has absolutely no chance whatsoever, no capacity to destroy Israel whatsoever. Absolutely zero. Israel, on the other hand, does have the capacity to destroy Gaza. We know it has the capacity because it's currently destroying Gaza. In order to prevent a hypothetical impossibility of Israel being destroyed by Hamas, we are being asked to support an actual reality of Gaza being destroyed by Israel, bearing in mind Palestine as a nation isn't even allowed to exist because of generations of refusal by Israel to allow the national self-determination of the Palestinian people. And indeed, Israeli leaders themselves are using murderous language, which has been condemned for having genocidal intent, indeed condemned by UN officials and genocide experts for being in practice a genocide. You may agree or disagree, but many experts including those who have worked in actual genocides and spent their lives studying genocides, that's the conclusion they've come to. Netanyahu, for example, citing Amalek in the Bible to justify the war in Gaza, 
which calls for the mass execution of men, women, children, and livestock, that passage. Imagine a Muslim leader in a war used a Quranic verse to justify that war involving the mass slaughter of men, women, children, and livestock. Can you imagine the response to that? Now, we know Israeli officials are saying in public that their aim is damage, not accuracy. We know Israeli officials have called for Gaza to be reduced to a city of tents. That is all buildings destroyed. We know the defense minister has said Gaza won't return to what it was before. We will eliminate everything. And when he was justifying a total siege, including cutting off all water, food, electricity, medicines, the work, he said that Israel was fighting human animals. We know that one Israeli minister, Amakai Elahayu, yesterday called for the complete destruction of Gaza, calling for it to be replaced with beach condos. We know another Likud politician who was until recently a minister said, erase all of Gaza from the face of the earth, that the Gazan monsters will fly to the southern fence and try to enter Egyptian territory or they will die and their death will be evil. Gaza should be erased. We know one of their top military lawyers said, if you want to destroy Hamas, then you have to destroy Gaza because everything in Gaza, almost every building there is a stronghold of Hamas. We know that the Israeli president, Isaac Herzog, said, it's an entire nation out there. That's it's responsible. The retrograde civilians not being aware, not involved is absolutely not true. They could have risen up. They could have fought against that evil regime. The language of collective guilt, which is always the prerequisite for mass slaughter. Nisem Vataru, another politician, a member of the ruling Likud party, who talked of erasing the Gaza Strip from the face of the earth. There's a leaked plan for one government ministry to permanently remove all of Gaza's population, something various Israeli politicians have long spoke about, and Egypt keeps publicly warning Israel intends to do. The point I'm making is the murderous destruction of Gaza is not just a hypothetical backed up by genocidal language, which I think we can safely describe much of that language. It's a reality. Hamas and Israel may threaten both terrible mass murder, but one, only one, has the actual capacity to follow through on their threats, and it is doing it. It is wiping out Gaza, and it is actively armed and backed by our governments in the process, which Hamas clearly is not. Now, there's another point that Israel is doubling down on a strategy which is taken to the nth degree, which has only succeeded ever in bolstering extremism, not just in Gaza, but elsewhere as well. Now, Mohammed Shahada has spoken publicly. He's a very interesting person who should be followed on social media. And he said that he once debated Hamad, this Hamas official. And Hamad said the two-state solution had become impossible and Israel would never agree to it. Um, Shahada said that when he challenged Hamad about Hamas not renouncing violence and negotiating peace, the response was the PLO, um, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, and Mahmoud Abbas, who is the president who runs the West Bank, did all this and more but got nothing and are being humiliated and demonized. He goes on to say, I retorted to Hamad, uh, that they should agree to PA elections to let Palestinians choose their leaders. And his reply was elections for what? The weakened, empty husk of the Palestinian Authority. And he went on about how Israel gives the PA no real control and withholds its revenue. Now, over a decade ago, this Hamas official, everyone is circulating, publicly backed a two-state solution. Now, we know the PLO abandoned the arms struggle in the early 90s and embraced peace, and they got nothing to show for it. Just more occupation in terms of the West Bank continuing, the humiliation that involved, the theft of their land, the things like mass incarceration, torture, people being arrested and detained without charge, the colonization, the, 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 the settlements which are illegal international law, drastically expanded year after year. And that's why so many Palestinians ended up driven to the arms of Hamas um, in the first place. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A nonviolent strategy when it was embraced, such as the Great March of Return, was fired on by Israelis, soldiers, with mass deaths as a consequence. And... We know Israel strengthened Hamas to weaken the Palestinian national movement as Benjamin Netanyahu was quoted by Haaretz, the leading respected Israeli newspaper. Anyone who wants to foil the establishment of a Palestinian state needs to support the strengthening of Hamas and the transfer of funds to Hamas. Now, we know that Hamas has been repeatedly strengthened by Israeli crackdowns. Before this horror show, before the 7th of October, it wasn't popular. Um, polling showed that 44% of those in Gaza had no trust at all in Hamas, uh, followed by not a lot of trust at 23%. Only 29% expressed either a great deal or quite a lot of trust, for example. Um, another showed that uh, half of Gazans uh, ex uh, expressed support for democracy, um, and equally that 54% favoured a two-state uh, solution, uh, that 73% of Gazans favoured a peaceful settlement. Um, so there was this potential huge goodwill amongst the population of Gaza. But polling showed that past Israeli crackdowns in Gaza only increased support for Hamas. And none of them have gone anywhere near as far as what's been unleashed against Gaza. Now, counterinsurgencies like this do not work. What was the point of so many dying in Afghanistan, so many civilians, and also it should be noted US and UK troops, without learning that lesson. Two decades of counterinsurgency. How did it end? With all the horror involved. It ended with the Taliban stronger than ever before. What about Iraq? When we were told that we had to go in partly because supposedly Al-Qaeda in cahoots with Saddam Hussein, a nonsense, go in, drive people into the arms of Al-Qaeda, in terms of much of the Sunni population, have a massive Al-Qaeda uh, insurgency in the 2000s, in the noughties, and then a massive counterinsurgency program. And how, what ended then? ISIS emerged, which was even more extreme and seized large chunks, large swathes of Iraq and Syria for that matter as well. After 9-11, we were told we have to do something. We have to do something. And those of us who opposed it were seen as, as, as morally obscene. And we keep hearing these comparisons. This is Israel's 9-11. Do you think they can't respond to 9-11 like we did? As though we have somehow forgotten the calamity of the response to 9-11. Who looks back at the response to 9-11 and thinks that was a good idea? Afghanistan, Iraq, anyone? What we do all that all over again. Now, the impeding, as, as Foreign Affairs, this article, and Foreign Affairs, very prestigious journal, entitled that the, the invasion of Gaza will be a disaster for Israel. 
noting that the impending invasion of Gaza will be humanitarian, moral, and strategic catastrophe. It will only badly harm Israel's long-term strategy and inflict unfathomable human costs on Palestinians, but also threaten core U.S. interests. Now, the idea that you go in and just take out the leadership of Hamas and that will vanish is, is lunacy. Because obviously there is a base for Hamas, which will only expand. Now, either Hamas or something more extreme has happened in Iraq. You think all those people on a daily basis who are now watching their loved ones being murdered, being slaughtered by bombs, picking up the charred limbs of their children are going to go, oh, okay, I accept Israel now. Scores and scores and scores of recruits forever greater extremism are being created every single day. Now, as a, as a former US um, general, uh, David Petraeus says, a military ground offensive by the IDF would last years and involve horrific fighting. He said, it's hard for me to imagine a more difficult setting than this particular one. You don't win counterinsurgency in a year or two. They typically take a decade or more, as we saw in Iraq, as we saw in Afghanistan. Not quite sure why the example of Afghanistan is being used there. Now, the fact is, actually, Hamas is divided. There's a clear divide in Hamas. So, for example, in their political wing, Ismail Haniyeh from Doha says, we want to open a political track towards a Palestinian state with Jerusalem as its capital. Whilst we hear from Hamad, we will fight till we annihilate Israel. Surely it's the, the wing which continues to argue for a two-state solution which needs to be bolstered. But who on earth thinks they're going to be bolstered with what's now being inflicted against Gaza? You know who argued for the bolstering of that wing, incidentally, of all people? Tony Blair. In 2017, he spoke of his regret for the boycott imposed on Hamas after they won the Palestinian elections. He said, in retrospect, I think we should have, right at the very beginning, tried to pull Hamas from dialogue and shifted their positions. I think that's why I would be in retrospect. Very sensible. He actually invited the then leader of Hamas to try and broker an end to the siege of Gaza. Not often that I commend Tony Blair, particularly on issues of the Middle East, but he was true. He was absolutely right. Now, a catastrophe awaits, not just in Gaza, because when Hamas did what they did, they knew what Israel was going to do. Israel are now doing what Hamas intended. They're following the script. You may go, well, that's foolhardy, then it may backfire spectacularly. But clearly, that's not the calculation Hamas made. Israel is likely to be dragged into a catastrophic urban war. Uh, its, its army are clearly not prepared for. The threat is this then spreads to the West Bank, where President Abbas is monumentally unpopular. What about Hezbollah in Lebanon? There's very limited support in Lebanon now for involvement in this war. But what when Israel is... Its army is, is, is trapped in a disastrous urban warfare and atrocities are mounting and Arab public anger grows and Hezbollah could then try and posture as though it's preventing a genocide. They have a huge army and then it could spread even further. Now, this is a catastrophe. This is a, a catastrophe and it's very obvious it's a catastrophe with no obvious endgame, no strategy. It's just, if you back it, you should be clear, this is vengeance driving it. It's blind vengeance with catastrophic human consequences. Don't think you're backing this because you think it's going to end in peace and security for Israel and Hamas vanishing. That's not going to happen. It's obvious, like Iraq, this will be a catastrophe. And people like me were horribly vindicated in the worst possible way. What do we have to show for it? Blood, blood, and more blood. The cheerleaders of what is now happening are the same people who cheered on Afghanistan, many of them. Afghanistan, a catastrophe. Iraq, a catastrophe. Libya, a catastrophe. None of these wars have been anything other than a catastrophe. 
Here they are, drenched from top to bottom in blood, demanding yet more blood, acting like they're the learned, wise, sage ones, and we're the extremists divorced from reality. When they keep delivering the same catastrophes over and over and over again, with the same catastrophic results and never learning, while well, we have to go through this absurd period of being treated as extremists who don't have answers as they casually douse petrol all over the fire, manically screaming, well, we have to do something. We are going to be right again in the worst possible way. It will be miserable and a catastrophe beckons. But there is not the precedent for the success when you have a state which is clearly monumentally hostile to a population it's inflicting terrible horrors on. Who on earth thinks they're going to be subjugated? The only way they could succeed in that way is to drive the entire population out of Gaza, which some are contemplating. Is that what the so-called moderate liberals are now prepared to countenance. So yeah, there is no good argument against a ceasefire because the atrocities being committed, the grave atrocities, are those being committed by a military superpower which has the capacity to wipe out vast numbers of civilians who've been completely dehumanised so we don't even think about the worth of their lives, who are destroying Gaza and who are going to breed even more extremism and spread a conflict even more which will result in the potential deaths of so many people. Those who support this, who oppose a ceasefire, are complicit in one of the great crimes of our time. And mark my words, we're going to hold you to account because it is inevitable how this ends and it is catastrophe. Please like and subscribe. Do support us on patreon.com. I'll see you in a bit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.